Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very numb to horror films now. Used to be terrified. I have it pretty much all figured out thanks yeah. to you and Karen. I I watched something that's vaguely spooky all the time. Vaguely spooky. Well, but, and by vaguely, I mean sometimes it's very scary. But would you say the last scariest, like the last most scary thing you've seen, is Hereditary from last year? That will always hold up to be one of the scariest things I've ever seen. So good, so disturbing, but not scary like jump out and scare you. Like it was just a fucked up movie that made me feel very, very uncomfortable. That's the best part about it, if you say so. Like, um, but I, but I've watched a lot of horror films recently, and uh-huh. like it's, I mean. Ghosts, zombies, witches, murderers, blood, pumpkins. What did you think about this movie? Uh, I really liked it. Actually, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Uh-huh. And like we said before we recorded, what surrounds Blair Witch... Oh, spoilers. Hey, yeah, baddies, we watched The Blair Witch Project. Let's um, welcome them, first of yeah, all. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Baddies, sorry, we've just been catching up for the longest time. It's been a while, and um, we miss you. Um, I, I've, I've missed my, my co-host right here, so let's give them, them a proper welcome. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Yes, to another episode of ICBTB Podcast. Podcast. Because it's been so long since we've done a movie review movie. Uh, I don't episode. even remember how it goes. I, you know what? Watching a movie, yeah. uh, I forgot how, how, it, how it goes. It's been it. a while for me to have watched a movie and actually pay attention to it, knowing that I'm going to talk about it later. And this is a fun movie that has a lot of chew on it when it comes to the uh information that's not on screen yeah what makes this movie really good is the fact that we all questioned growing up was it real because it kind of i thoroughly believed it wasn't when i was a kid did I mean, you up until i understood how movies are made have you seen this movie before no of course not but you only you always knew about it yes what did you know about the blair witch project prior to watching it for uh this i knew it was handheld yeah. I knew it was a scary movie. Mm-hmm. Um and I knew it made a bunch of money. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You're you're spot on. Um even before doing the any research for this, I didn't realize that there was any sort of like l- actual lore to it. I thought the writers and directors But there isn't though. But something exists from it, right? Does this place not exist? The directors, the two guys who wrote it and directed it made this up. Shut up. They created the they mythology. Create- but here, but here's the special thing that I learned about it. Okay. There's one lady in the beginning, you know, when they're interviewing people in the town, mm-hmm. those were all just random people that they had asked to, to interview. Yeah. And they started talking about this, but one of the, I think the woman with the child, when they said, oh yeah, you know, Hey, we're going to go up and know about the Blair Witch. She was like, oh, I know about the Blair Witch. Mm. And now that could have just been. Incredible improv. A person just, well, no, well, first of all, this film is improv. All improv. Yeah. But she could have been, you know how sometimes people say like, oh, have you heard about this? And you're like, oh, yeah, totally. And then you just kind of like run with it or whatever. She could have been just trying to relate to it and just get on camera. Or it reminded her of a story that she did hear or something. Or maybe there is a real lore that had was out there and things like that. But mm-hmm. even in the movie, there's two or three stories of what makes Blair, the city of Blair, scary. Mm. Right? And then I kind of have a theory that we'll get to at the at the end of it yeah. that we that we can get to. But... No, it was originally all made up. Really? If there is lore to it now, it's it's what it's what they call in the cryptic community a tulpa. I've talked oh, about you've tulpas talked about tulpas past. before, yeah. It's a thing that doesn't exist until you think about it, but now that you're thinking about it, it exists and it has real ramifications. My okay. biggest example, Slenderman. 
that's what I was going to say. Yep. Something formed uh, on the internet and turned into these creepy stories that is now what it is, right? And whether it's real or not, those two girls stabbed the fuck out of that one girl in, out in the Midwest, and they're serving real time for it. Real ramifications so, for something that was made up. Whether Slenderman's real or not, a woman, a little girl was killed because of him. Okay, so uh, what what's the name of the, the city that this takes place in? So it, takes, it was Blair. Yeah. But they renamed it to Buckusville, but... Bucketsville, let's see. Burkittsville. Uh, Burkittsville, Maryland. So Which is a real place. Okay. See, like now I'm trying to like figure out. So is it true that it used to be called a place named Blair? I that that I don't know. Right? I think the places are real. Mm-hmm. Right? We know Burkittsville's a real place. We know that they had a cemetery. Uh and being in Massachusetts, if it has any kind of history pre colonial days, mm-hmm. there's definitely some sort of Salem witch trial story there doing some research on this movie just because i was like is the lore for this real like they're saying yeah back uh during the salem witch trials that some some girl what's her name like er, er, ellie kedward so they said that ellie kedward was a woman that uh existed during the salem witch trials right okay or during that yeah during that time period and those were real things they murdered a lot of women mostly because they had clits yep and um <laughs> sadly that's the truth right i'm 100 percent honest uh what they said about this ellie kedward girl is that she had a horrible upbringing her mom died of childbirth her father uh Oof. died from like i don't know some uh he died violently yikes and with that, she was, went to like an orphanage or some shit like that, but she got uh, reeled into this occult type of thing. I mean, that's not a good equation. No, horrible. Horrible upbringing turned into a witch, and that's what happened, and like uh, so on and so forth. And that was like the foundation of the lore of this. And then there's like some other guy that they talk about in the beginning of the... The, the pedophile rapist. Rustin Parr. Rustin Parr, Okay. Rustin Parr, they talk about him in the documentary a little, yeah. or like in this movie at the beginning. Rustin Parr, they said, yeah, is this like serial killer uh, back uh, that existed in that city and killed like seven kids that yeah. got lost in the woods. And they even say, which is crazy, they're like, apparently like he brings uh, uh, kids to his uh, cabin in the woods, brings them to the basement, makes one of them face the corner of the wall, yeah. and kills the other person and disembowels them. I thought he makes that one kid watch. No, he makes them turn around. Oh, I thought he... Uh, the, when I had read the story of Rustin Parr, mm. I thought he made that one kid watch as he killed the other six. See, Rustin Parr is real, right? Uh, There's no. actual footage. What did, is this just all part of the pr- propaganda it's that is... fake. To promote this shit? Let, we'll get into that. Man, I got... My goosebumps are going away as we're talking. Rustin Parr is an anagram for Rasputin. I'm fucking upset. And I thought this was one weird. of the things that the directors and writers wanted to have of this idea of like... You know, they could never kill Rasputin. He's still alive. So even though he took these kids up and killed them back in the 40s, mm-hmm. that house that they found was still... Still there. Was still his with the kid handprints and shit like that. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and so that's my theory of this whole thing. I don't think that there's actually witches in this film. I think it's actually this pedophile rapist killer who's mm-hmm. still out there, who these people got too close to his stuff. And he, he kind of played up the witch thing to keep people out of the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the one who ended up killing them. There's a lot of theories. There, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the first movie. one to think that for, by far. That he still exists. Yeah. So how, in what structure do we want to tackle this movie? Because there's so much. This is a beast of a film. So let's, I'm liking this idea of you have read things and really believe this film. Uh, and I've read things that purely, <laughs> completely contradict it and have like. I like this idea. Reasons why. Me these... looking stupid on camera I for having it. believed this. Well, it's not that you look stupid, but it's that these people did a really good job of selling it. Yeah. So one of the fun things that I learned about this was this film premiered at Sundance. Oh, nice. But it premiered at Sundance at midnight. 
scary. And before you walked into the movie theaters, they handed out missing kid flyers. That's what I hear. Of the three kids. And I heard that uh, the the marketing strategy for this was so strong. Like, So those missing flyers of the actual actors that portrayed the kids going missing in Who this film. Who are all film. still alive. They're all still alive, yes. They're... But apparently it was so believable, these missing posters like got out there, that the mother of the main actress that played Heather Donahue, I believe. Believed it. Uh, be- the mother didn't believe it. The mother uh, of that actress was actually receiving sympathy letters <gasps> oh. from friends and family because they actually thought her daughter was dead because they saw missing posters of her, her daughter. This movie, much like a lot of things that, that are staples in culture and pop culture and things like that, even though it's, for all intents and purposes, not... A very good movie. I mean, we're looking at garbage for about sixty percent of the film. It's it yes, I, um, objectively speaking, in that sense. And and the character structure is okay. It's clearly improvised, but it's real worldish documentary footage, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie, when it came out, was one of the first films to really use an internet uh, like marketing scheme because it had its own website. And so that plus the the missing flyers that they handed out. And I mean, the town of Bur- Burkittsville. Burkittsville, yeah. The movie theater didn't play this film. They chose not to play this film in the movie theater because that's it, a little too real. It was already a big deal that people were seeing it and coming to that town and stealing signs and fucking up their cemeteries and doing like just doing shit that fans of movies do mm-hmm. right like the joker stairs that he's dancing on mm. that's like in the heart of the bronx and super ghetto but like now a bunch of tourists go there and take pictures and people used to like die and sell drugs there and shit so like now that. it's ruined the place it's well i Not mean ruined it's the potentially place. saved it but it's also really weird it's yeah yeah it's like the the uh exorcist stairs in washington dc people visit that most photographed thing in washington dc you're kidding no people are like oh i saw this in like a very scary movie all over the world and i want to go there uh but so it's so it's one of those things i i I believe but this film this film uh, i mean nobody doesn't know the blair witch project everyone knows it i'm just repeating what you're saying that's right (laughs) you spoke in a double negative i had to clarify thank you for for (laughs) the smarter kids should we do the itty bitty nitty gritty it's been so long see if we remember how to do this all right so this movie that we watched was called the blair witch Mm. project it was released in 1999 and has a rating of r Oh, I haven't heard that in so long. So scary. Uh, it has a runtime of one hour and 21 minutes or 81 minutes. Perfect. Perfect runtime, dude. Yeah. I stopped it. I had I paused it. I was just like, uh, I wonder how much more of this I have to watch. Well, here's the good news is you can pretty much walk away and come back. You don't miss too much. No, not at all. Yeah, no. They take their time. Oh, even it's a for, slow burn. Even for an hour and 21 minutes. We pretty much watched them set up and take down a campsite four separate times. Yeah, basically the the uh, like it's a lot of how to camp. First fifteen minutes is just interviews with the townspeople. Yeah, uh, the and next hour is just like them lost in the woods and like sh- shitty GoPro footage. And then the last ten minutes is when it gets like pretty eerie. So it has a six point five out of ten on IMDb and eighty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And did, did you see the Google? Users? I did not. Would you like to guess the Google user? I'm gonna I'm gonna think that it's low because a lot of people are gonna rate this down because it fucked them up. I know it fucked Melissa up. As a child, this makes witches very scary. Mm-hmm. And now, as a person who has read a lot about witchcraft and even attempted one or two things, <laughs> um, it's this is all the scary witchcraft. Yeah, like this is they just took all the scary things and yeah, this isn't witchcraft. Just like hereditary isn't Satanism. This is just taking. Well, I mean, they had to kind of sell this. Dude. They take something and make it scary. Uh, I'm gonna say seventy six percent, eighty one percent. Ooh, okay. Um, I don't. 
have a synopsis, but I mean, the Blair Witch Project is a 1999 American supernatural horror film depicted as a documentary. Mm. Um, and to this day, there are still people who believe that it is either based on real events, reenacted on real events, uh, written about real events, uh, or it's just a fucking movie that was made. See, I, I believe it was just a movie that was just fake. I know that it was a movie that, well, I know that it was fake. The actual movie, it's fake. Because Melissa was asking me, she was just like, this wasn't real, right? And I, that's what I used to think as a kid. I, they, that's how they sold it. Right? They're like, there's no way they're going to sell, they're going to make people watch this in theaters of three actual missing kids. Well, I mean, what was that other movie where everybody thought the person actually did die? Mm. And like that, that seems like something Hollywood does. Yeah. Right? Where it's like, that's, I mean... Because it sells, it's it's a it's it makes a the shocking. story more right, yeah. and in a time pre chat room, pre Facebooks, pre Discord, did yeah. you see that movie about three kids that went missing? And by word of mouth, I saw the real flyer, and it had those kids on it. Because people actually, I I know I mean, that's what they say. That's parody. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's they're not actually missing; they're still alive to this day, as we've said. But paranormal activity. Do you remember when that first drop? People were Correct. saying like, "Was is this real? Are they dead?" Because like this is like. Uh, like a base, very similar to this. It's like found footage type correct, of thing, correct? Right? And which is why this movie is so important, I think, in the horror genre because it was one of the first to utilize found footage. It did a really good job with a few things. So the director David, and this is a hell of a last name, Myrick, mm-hmm. and Eduardo Sanchez. Yep, they directed, wrote, they they did everything all all on their own, uh, and they did it all with a budget of. About two hundred thousand dollars. It says two hundred to five hundred thousand, but I've seen it uh, go up to like three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand. Yeah. So even five hundred thousand dollars is a fairly cheap movie. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the camcorder that they have in the movie, uh, they returned it when they were done filming. Oh, they so returned they it back saved to some money. City. Yeah. But do you want to guess how much this movie made? I heard it um, in a video that on YouTube that I, when I was doing some research, two hundred sixty million, right? Something so, like that. The common, everyone says a quarter of a billion, $250 million. Mm. The exact number is 248.6, but, you know, give or take whatever. I'm sure it's, I mean, this movie was one of the highest grossing independent films ever to be made, Mm -hmm. only to be eclipsed by Paranormal Activity right after. Um, And then I still believe the number one indie film ever to be made is Star Wars A New Hope. Really? I believe adjusted for inflation. Technically, that was an indie film that wow. made the most money ever. Uh, that's an Alondro fact <laughs> with a grain of salt on it. So, you know. Um, but fun connection. Paranormal Activity is, was produced by Jason Blum, mm-hmm. who created Blumhouse, makes all of these really scary films. He was actually in charge of films uh, for Lionsgate and passed on the Blair Witch Project. Whoa. And some of the things that I've read have said, you know, after passing on Blair Witch and seeing what happened, he never wanted to pass on something like that again. Because I mean, look at what it did. I mean, I made I made a hundred percent of its money. I made a hundred, made a thousand percent of its money. It made so much money for how much it used. For like, it was so minimalist. And um, apparently, it was only thirty five pages. The script was thirty five pages because they didn't care to write any dialogue. They knew that it was going to be. Uh, uh, immensely improvised. Honestly, shocked that it's thirty-five pages long. Right. It's because yeah, there's not much. It's like okay, kids are making a documentary about this and that, and get lost in the woods, yeah. and they die. It was also originally meant to be a newsreel. It was going to be a news report. The movie was going to be. It opens with a news reporter 
giving the story and using this found footage as what's going to tell the story. But they felt that that was too scripted and they really liked this unscripted documentary look of, of what they ended up really going. I with. loved it. Even though it's like, yes, it's not that scary at all. It's more so just stressful because they're yelling at each other and you get kind of dizzy and whatnot. So it's very tense. They definitely do a really good job of building up the tension, which thriller films before there was like a thriller genre mm. were considered horror. I don't think Jaws is a horror film. I think more, it's a thriller because they really kind of like because I don't think Jaws is all that scary of no. a thing. It's, just, it, it's very it's graphic sharks. and intense and of they course. build it up just like this movie did. Um, I thought how they started it off was so scary with uh, just the shaking black screen with the text. I was honestly kind of pissed. Why? Because I was like, so even the text isn't not shaky because mm. I knew it was all handheld footage. I was honestly kind of pissed that even the, the, the <laughs> you were words, pissed? the, the words, first five seconds, like, why can't they make the words not shake? I mean, I know I'm going to be watching shaky footage oh, for the next hour and 20 minutes. I love it. Why couldn't they dude. have had that just be Said stable? in 1994, three student filmmakers get lost in the woods. So my, I would love to see the movie of mm. the people who found the footage. That that should have been the sequel. The people that found the footage apparently was like students. It was like students with a teacher, and they had like just explored the woods for educational purposes. Ran into the house. How do you know this? Uh, just from like a YouTube video that explains the all of the. Uh, so I want to see that Blair, movie. Blair Blair Witch mythology. I want to see that movie. But it's not as cool. It wouldn't be like a horror movie. It'd just be them finding the shit. They could make it scary. A teacher takes a few kids into the woods. They start finding all these weird wood things. They're hearing what's his name, Josh yelling. But isn't this the same thing? Oh, like, no, no, no. It's a year later, so they wouldn't hear Josh yelling. A year later. Well, maybe they do hear That's Josh what I'm yelling. Saying. I have so... We're eventually going to actually talk about... Well, there's not much about to the movie. We know the kids get lost. We know they fucking No, die. okay. Here, I'm going to break down the movie right now for anybody who hasn't seen it and doesn't want to see it. Timer. Go. So, three kids go to make a college film. They end up really stumbling upon some real witchcraft. I don't think it's real witchcraft. I think it's a guy who's trying to kill them. He ends up luring them to his murder house. It's very scary, the house itself. He murders them there. Movie's over. 14 seconds. Perfect. Pretty good. And you got your own opinion in there as well. I did shoehorn that in. 14 second review by Alejandro. Hey, you're welcome. I, um, and, but I'm not wrong. That's all the points. Yeah, no, exactly. The the kids argue, of course, just like any camping trip. They get lost and they bicker. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the bickering was really upsetting to me. I don't like how they ganged up on Heather. And then I also don't like that Heather really took it to heart, too. They all ganged up on each other at some point, dude. Oh, and honestly, Mark's the craziest. Oh, Mike? Mike. Right, Mike is the one that kicked the map into the creek. Which is fucking insane. He's like, you want to know something funny? I kicked the map up the creek. I'd kill him right there. I was so upset. If it was me, you, and Otis on a camping trip. Yep. And... Any one of us. Mm-hmm. I realize in that three, I'd be the one who kicks the map. Probably. <laughs> I wouldn't kill you right there and then, but if we did lose you and you started screaming, I'd be like, ah, I'll wait a little bit. He did kick the map up the creek. Fuck all, Alex I right hear now. screaming in the woods. I'm not running towards it. No, not at all. Mm. Doesn't, I don't care if it's my mother screaming, Alex, come out here, help. As I was watching. It's a scam. <laughs> okay, so that's what you thought immediately. You were like, oh, yeah. that's not Josh screaming in the woods. I, the only time that that scared me was mm. after they found his tongue. That was, okay, so that was like his tongue, teeth, and blood wrapped in his flannel. Yeah. I, I've i never seen a movie that made a pile of rocks scary like that. Well, this movie didn't either. <laughs> I thought it was creepy. They were like, oh. No, the bundle of sticks was scary. <laughs> okay, and the actual like uh, little voodoo signs of sticks hanging. The Blair Witch symbols. So, so that I'm not actually scared of uh. because growing up, 
in Benicia, there's not a lot of places to hang out. So oh. we would find ourselves in growing out for areas in between homes. Yeah. Right. We would call one place. I think we called Jurassic times. Yeah. I'm familiar. And with like this place. there's places behind parks where you hang out and you know, asshole kids would make those stick things all the time. So I saw them a lot, not realizing that it was a Blair. It was a direct callback to Blair, Witch. just realizing that it was just some asshole kids trying to make something scary. Mm-hmm. So like seeing those things, I wasn't actually too, scared of them you're desensitized to it because i've actually seen them out in the woods and being like dude just like some fucking eighth graders did this that's like how i'm not scared of dolls that much because my mom has a doll room right very similar yeah 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 actually you're right I, annabelle wasn't very scary to me because yeah. i've spent the night in a room of thirty thousand porcelain dolls and you're welcome for that uh this movie apparently they Thanks. had to <laughs> they had to audition thousands of actors for this two thousand people like crazy for these roles, I mean, like, it, since it is highly improvised and it's like... And they did it off of Backstage. Is that how they got them? So back when Backstage was a magazine, uh huh. that's how they did it. That's how now they Backstage is an app. Whoa. We're not paid by them, by the way, so... We just know stuff about Backstage. I don't know. Use Bamboozle or whatever the fuck it is. I don't give a fuck. Whatever you gotta do. We're not clearly getting work. No, not at all. We're doing this podcast. Also, I saw some weird sidebar. I saw Jay Leno's show on TV the other day, and I went on demand to try and find your episode. Uh-huh. Do you know what your what number your episode is? I don't know what number it is. Okay, I just we'll know have the to title figure that out. People have been commenting. They've been, like, uh, sending me stuff like, hey, like, I see you on TV. I'm like, oh, there's still running my episode and i'm, I'm gonna like, find it fucking dope. it's on peacock i oh all of the i don't know episodes? if it's on peacock it's on some sort of demand thing mm. i don't know i don't <laughs> have cable it's at my parents house <laughs> anyways um well how did you feel about blair witch now growing up watching scary films when was the first time you saw it i saw it as a, uh like probably like a family party or at a cousin's house and it scared Weird the party. shit out of me but i was a kid so anything scared the shit out of me but since this looked so real I, at first i thought it was real only to find out like okay it's not real yeah it still scared the shit out of me of course and I have respect for it because it was the first of its kind. Um, now that I've seen it, as now that I'm older and I've seen it, not as scary, but I'm so interested about how it was made. I mean, or the, um, yeah, for me, the, the post-production of it yeah. is really fascinating to me for it because it is really, really kind of like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, when it comes to how they did it. Mm-hmm. It's just what they did with it. Yeah, I think for any aspiring filmmaker, you have to, even if you don't like horror, like myself, you have to really appreciate Blair Witch Project and Paranormal Activity for what they've done. And what movies and uh, were inspired by it, right? Of course. Oh, yeah. I mean, this movie takes a lot from movies like Jaws and, you know, some of like really classic horror films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, does like a little touch on like vaguely realistic history, which, you know, can get anybody fooled yeah. a lot of people think the da vinci code's real you know what i mean like it's just one of those things mm-hmm. uh so but that's the charm of it is like it's scary because it could be real we might think it's real couldn't anything be real yeah i guess you're right i mean this i also think the vagueness of it being like you know they don't ever show a witch there's no bippity boppity boo to it that's why like my theory of the killer rasputin or whatever mm-hmm. uh still, in par. still being alive I think holds quite a bit of water. Let's talk about some of the theories that um, have you come across any theories? No, lay, lay it on me. Okay, so uh, I didn't th- do a lot of work of the lore. Mm. I wanted to, but I, but I the had production. Today. You did a lot of research um, in terms of the lore. Yeah, the theories that I've come across were that um, none of it existed, um, and it was the only person we really see die or we really know that dies is Heather. And the one of the crazy theories is that. 
Mike and Josh brought her there because they had worked with her prior and did not like working with her and went out there for more sinister reasons and killed her in that cabin. Hmm. That's one of the theories. Another theory, I think one of the more popular ones, which is supported by the 2016 sequel, Blair Witch, is that when you are in, uh, what's that What's that place? What's, what are the woods called? Like Black Hill or some shit like that? I was going to say the 100 Acre Woods, but that's where <laughs> Winnie the Pooh lives. Yeah, which is just as terrifying. There's a horror Winnie the Pooh coming out this year. I mean, shut the fuck up, really? Like We can maybe talk about it We'll later. talk about it at the end, maybe. Um, so with this theory, when you're in the woods, when you're within the vicinity of where the Blair Witch existed, um, you go, you get stuck in a time loop. You get stuck, stuck in a time loop. They say that Rustin Parr, they say that after Rustin Parr committed those murders back in like the forties or whenever the fuck, uh, that people had gone out there and burned down the cabin and it shouldn't exist there. But since they're in a time loop, they exist. They do mention something about that, don't they? Yeah, dude. And it's like, I'm getting goosebumps right now. No, even though I know it's fake, but these theories are scary. This part about it, it kind of excites me too. Like I'm kind of a little like, um, because they did such a good job of, you know, this lore around it. It is very fascinating. It's so good, man. I mean, it's the reason why people believe in Mosh, the the Mothman and and Sasquatch and shit like that. You know, yeah. it's like the origin because you hear it. stories like this and you're like, I mean, that all seems pretty legit, dude. At, at this point, fuck it if it's fake. It's so intriguing, right? So well, like with that time loop type of thing, like they in the 2016 sequel. Um, have you seen it? I've seen it, and I saw it in theaters, and it was actually really scary, and I liked it. So there's there's Blair Witch, the Blair Witch Project, the yep. 1991, and then there's the Blair Witch Project Two, and it has some like uh, some subtitle for for it. And then the other one is Blair Witch, which okay, came out in 2016. 2016. And what happens in that one? In that one, I mean, I similarly i think they knew about the missing people and they also tried to make a documentary and find out what happened there, and instead, like. They get stuck in this time loop where it's like, it's been like daytime for so fucking long, right? What's going on? It's been hours. Like, how come the sun's not coming down? And then I think uh, it becomes nighttime for hella fucking long. And they they make it pretty apparent, like, okay, they're stuck in a time loop. So what's happening in this one in 1999, this time loop is like shooting them back to when Rustin Parr's uh, uh, house did exist. And also their scope of time is feeling like they've been walking for 15 hours and not going anywhere, which is why they end up in the same place or like the entire place rearranges. I'm not too sure, but that's one of the theories. Well, I'm not going hiking anytime soon. No, that shit scares me. I would have avoided this movie from the very beginning by saying, nope, I'm cool off your documentary. No, thank you. Don't go in those woods. I there's You're never going to see a movie about a bunch of brown people being down to go to where there is a haunted place. That's called Scary Movie. Straight up. Oh, they they talk about it, right? They did it in Scary Movie. No, I mean, that's... I'm honestly a little scared right now hearing all it's that stuff. It's a little creepy, man. Time loops, though, I, I will say time loop does kind of take me out of it a little bit. Mm. Only because I, whenever I think of time loop, I always think of the Twilight Zone episode where the... Uh, they're astronauts, whatever. They're flying over Mars, mm-hmm. and they're responding to a distress signal. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, and they see the ship down there that's been destroyed. So they go and they're like, "All right, well, we gotta, we gotta help them. We gotta figure it out." And so they go down there to help them, um, and on their way down there, they crash, mm-hmm. and they real and they're trying to figure shit out, trying to save themselves, and they realize that they are the ship that they saw crash. And at the same time that they're trying to figure that out, here comes their ship flying over, doing the same argument of like, there's a down ship there with the distress. We're going to go there, blah, blah, blah. And it's and a it's fucking a loop. loop. It's a loop. And so I always think of that 
as uh, being very scary. I also don't know too much witchcraft that deals with time stuff. As much of the witchcraft that I know, mm-hmm. and I've read a lot, and I've asso- I've as- associated with quite a few witches of multiple degrees, both left and right hand, both black and white, both chaos and, uh, well, not chaos magic. I'm not sure what you would do. <laughs> magic with a K. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't know any of them who know how to control time. Is there anything accurate about what you know about witchcraft that is accurate with this movie? Like the pile of I rocks, I mean, all the, the stuff sticks. that they talk about with the Salem Witch Trials all seems very realistic to me and true. I mean, who that knows what sense. they did? The Salem Witch Trials were just a bunch of really fucked up crazy times mm-hmm. uh, where they were just, just killing a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, and like, it, and a lot of it was because women had orgasms and they didn't like that. A lot of guys were cheating on their wives and blamed it on... You know, a witch. It's a it witch like spell. it all. The the worst part about the Salem witch trials is, it, is if you really look into it, it all boils down to either like that little girl just said something and now everyone's gonna believe it, mm-hmm. or it's like that guy who's clearly cheating on his wife said something, and we're all gonna believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe there was a bunch of witches and they killed a whole bunch of them, uh, and now they're <laughs> they all did the right a, thing. I mean, who knows? No, who fuck, knows? People dude. still practice. Like I said, people still practice witchcraft. There's a lot of unexplained things. Now that I've done a couple of things, I, I don't sit as firmly as I was mm-hmm. in the none of it is possible. It's completely po- impossible. You're more open-minded I'm to now, it. I now have unanswered questions that lead me to having to at least acknowledge that something's happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, it's... So it's, it's tough. Especially, I mean, you know me. Mm-hmm. I'm... I mean, so. I grew up with a superstitious family, so I believe in anything supernatural. I believe that it's possible. I don't believe like directly in all of it, but I'm like, hey, I don't want to say that it's not possible at all, and then end up fucking dying in a and that's always been that's always been a thought. Not to take away from the movie too much, but that that of like, hey, just in case, I better go to church or whatever. I better do this, or whatever. That mm-hmm. to me has always been kind of like a cop out of being like, well, if you're doing it just in case, then you then you kind of don't actually believe it right and and that's my justification for it but in this moment in what we're talking about in this witchcraft yeah because i even fucking hate saying it (laughs) and i even hate following it up with a sentence of i mean i don't know yeah i don't know i think it's okay when we started this podcast i was firmly seated in because i had read all this stuff and i've i still it's not like i forgot any of that shit but i like i said i have a couple of things that don't have real that don't have the answers that i would think would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and unless I have, I mean, a way to, to prove it another way, and I don't. Well, like, whatever this movie did, I think it did something right. I think it did something Scared right. Scared the shit out of a bunch of kids. Yeah, uh, at the, I think one of the first showings of this movie, the directors had watched uh, their reactions for the ending. Because the ending, the ending was very ambiguous. We see Mike facing the corner, um, and we see Heather fall, and her camera falls down to the ground, and we assume that she's dead. Um, and it was very ambiguous. And they like took a survey of like twenty viewers that watched that the first showing, and they said like, "What did you think?" And like uh, they were like, "Oh, we're all confused." However, when they asked, "Were you guys scared?" Nineteen of the twenty viewers raised their hands, oh, and it course. was very scary because those last ten minutes. And imagine watching this. I don't know how you watch this, but imagine watching this in a dark theater. Oh, it'd be terrifying. It being the first of its kind, too. It in the bright daylight because I knew, yeah, that would help. And it gets so stressful. I remember some of the best moments were like when they would uh, wake up from the tent. They started, when they first started hearing voices. 
when they first started hearing voices outside of their tent and like a baby crying and some like weird weird uh hooting and whatnot and they got out and they're right i was like those are owls right (laughs) but heather screaming what the fuck is that what the fuck is that i think was like Oh, that sounds real. That sounds like something I would say if I really saw something in the woods and I'm running away. So that scene, Mm. when it was written, we were supposed to get a vision of the Blair Witch. When they wrote that scene in the script, when she says that, that what the fuck, what the fuck, Josh or Mike or whoever the fuck it is on the camera was supposed to pan left and we were supposed to get a brief glimpse of the Blair Witch. Mm. But in the moment... In the recording of it, he didn't look left. Oh, he didn't he just catch kept it. going, and they kept that in the film. And so you don't actually see the Blair Witch at all in this film, which is why I have that theory that 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 the killer is still around mm-hmm. and doing these things. Um, I do have a question for you though, the, Mike, Mark, Mike, Mike. He was facing the corner. Yeah. Did he live? We don't know. What do you think? I'm asking you. Oh, did he live? No, I think he died. If the lore oh, uh, that, that people are talking the, about, yeah, what they're, if they're saying that Rustin Parr, if it uh, gets them in twos alone well, so at that place. what the fuck kind of name is Rustin? No clue. It's clearly an anagram for Some Rasputin. guy that lived in, I'm not going to question it, someone that Rustin's lived in the early 1900s. Dustin is a name. Or he could have changed his name. Justin is a name. I don't know. It's a weird serial killer. Rustin. It's a weird serial killer that ended up in the woods by himself, you know? Parr is a real last name. I have a cousin named Parr. They said that Rustin Parr... Uh, was killing those people. This is, and I was like, this can't be fucking real. They said that after those seven uh, kids disappeared in uh, Burkittsville, Maryland, that he came to town and he said, uh, "It's it's done with." And they're like, "What the fuck is done with?" And he said, "Like, I listened to the voices, and like they've uh, now I stop hearing them." He said that after he killed those kids, he stopped hearing those voices. I'm like, this is a fucking scary story. Well, yes, it is. That's terrifying. And the other thing I was just thinking about was if we went camping and I heard voices outside of the tent, I would think I'd need to change my meds again. Because mm-hmm. the last time I heard voices just like, was uh, when I was on Wellbuterin. Uh-huh. And they took me off that right away and I stopped hearing voices. There you go. So so stay in the tent and just change your medication. Just remember to call my doctor when I get home. Would you have stayed in your tent? Fuck yeah. So after hearing also, Josh's Also, none yells, of them brought any kind of weaponry with them. No, Not a machete ready. or an axe or a knife or a gun. Well, they brought camping gear just in case. They didn't plan on staying the night in the woods. They planned on like going deep into the woods and coming back out to the car. They, didn't they plan for three days? Something like that. Well, So ho- I think they planned to stay at least a night. Okay. I think they planned to stay at least a night because when they're all freaking out, and Josh is like, my girlfriend's going to realize that I'm not there. They're going to start calling people and asking people for help. And he says, I have work at nine tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah, work at nine tomorrow. You ain't making it, buddy. Also, uh, sorry. the most absurd outlandish thing about this whole film was when mm-hmm. Heather's like, uh, it's pretty hard to get lost in America nowadays. It's like, no, people get lost in America all, all the, the time. time. Like, we lose people. Uh, like, have you ever seen the map of missing people in america and where they were last seen i feel like i would avoid something like that there's a map on the internet and then they overlay that on the cave systems in america Uh and they like 80 percent of them line up with the cave systems of america scary so it's just like we lose people all the fucking time all the time we lose people all the time yeah they got 127 hours dude Cut his fucking arm off because he yeah. was lost for so yeah. long. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, this movie actually reminded me a lot of 127 Hours, but maybe because that's a found footage, handheld sort of thing too. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I thought it was ridiculous. But yeah, that was the most ridiculous part of the whole film was her being like, people don't get lost in America anymore. I'm like, I had a friend get lost in fucking Palm Springs. People that can't whole find city my house. Five miles by four miles. It, okay, yeah, people still get lost with GPS. Unbelievable. Yeah, I was a little. I was like, man, girl, if you were still alive, Heather, if you were still alive, you'd be surprised what your phone how could often do. people. Yeah, and also how people still get lost with their GPS does not matter. Apple. I'm almost more lost. With a GPS, then if you're because I'm just map. trusting it, I'm just, I guess I'm going down Compton Street. You know <laughs> I what guess I mean? So, um, if we were out in the woods, mm. me, you, and we'll say Otis, sure. Would would we fight? I mean, yeah. If, can you even fight back with I, that kind of tense situation? We'd get upset. Well, let's say we would, first of all, the three of us would be up all night, mm-hmm. sitting back to back to back. Yeah. We're cuddling. Just I don't care. watching. Not, but I mean, back to back to back. Yeah, if, we're, if it's getting that cold, we're making body contact. We're, I don't give a fuck. Okay. But if you guys are... Uh, Bibs on the middle. <laughs> sure. If anyone kicked the map up the creek, I'd be pissed. If anyone uh, ate all the food much faster than you know what's allocated equally for the rest of us, I'd be pissed. Fun fact about the food. While they were filming this, the director and the producer gave the actors less and less food. As they were out there. No. So that the bickering and the argument was even a little more intense. So they actually agitated the actors to get it out oh, of Oh, yeah. Them. And the actors didn't know it was a made-up story until after it was finished filming. So they thought it was real? They thought Shut it up, was a real lore, but we're making a movie out here in the woods, but here's the story. And it wasn't until after that the directors told them, yeah, they made it all up. Did they actually have them camp out there? For the well, duration I, of I don't filming? know if they slept all night. But they definitely kept them out there pretty late at night and made them, you know, they definitely weren't going back to the Holiday Inn for breakfast. Mm. They didn't get a continental breakfast before that. So I would say probably, I mean, if we had to film a movie yeah. and it took place outside, We're staying we outside. would just take, we would just do all the shots. But there's no tra- there's no trailer nearby. They have to be near a road. They're not like deep in the middle of the woods. Sure. They filmed it at Lake Herman instead of, <sighs> you know. That scares the shit out of me. I couldn't even do that. I know when they were auditioning people or like putting up like a... Uh, when they're like asking for people to audition for the movie, they said, um, we're not taking anyone that can't spend more than like a night in the woods at. Yeah. Crazy, I mean, I've camped, I've camped, I've camped in Yosemite and I've camped at like nice campsites and I've camped in cabins. Um, and I've camped, you know, at the grand Canyon and shit. Yeah. If even one of those things, Something shakes the tent, or I hear somebody screaming, or children laughing. Um, I'd be gone. Yeah, yeah, dude. Wow. What else is there to talk about this movie? We talked about the theories. We talked about like uh, the lore. We talked about like uh, the post and pre-production. This movie is a beast, and I'm happy that you agreed to do it as an opener to our spooky season. Spooky season of ICBTB, dude. It feels good to talk about a movie. Spooky season's going to be fun this year. Like I, like you said in the beginning, you know, I'm a little more well-rounded to the spooky and the horror. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to Fright Fest or any bullshit like that, but I am going to Oogie Boogie. Yeah, you are. So that'll be fun. That'll be fun. And that's probably like the pinnacle of uh, how how down you're willing to get with the spooky season. I mean, yeah. Because you seem the type of guy who goes into a haunted house at like- I don't go into haunted houses. Halloween Horror Nights and- I don't get, do that. You'd be the guy to be that actually would punch an actor and be like, I'm supposed to scare you. I, that's why I don't go to those things. Yeah. At least you know that you shouldn't. I just don't like being way. scared. Yeah. That's like, it's also not even like the machismo of it, of being like, I'll punch a guy in the face. It's also like, no, I, by the time I'm punching a guy in the face, I've already pissed my pants and I'm crying. Mm-hmm. 
So it's not like a tough guy thing at all. It's not anything by your pride. I'm just avoiding all of it. It's your instinct, yeah. Yeah, no haunted, creepy, spooky, terrible, forbidden, none of that shit. Well, the movies that uh, Karen and I have kind of lined up for the rest of the spooky season for ICBTV, you should prepare yourself. The next one I want to do is It Follows. Um, I'm not going to hype it up just in case you don't find it scary or you find it ridiculous, but I found it to be very creepy. It is an interesting concept. It's a very different movie, and maybe we could do that next week. Can we also watch maybe the first scary film I ever watched in my life? What is it? 13 Ghosts? Yes. Shut up. Yes. I'm talking about the original 13 Ghosts. Uh, not the one with Matthew Lillard? <laughs> maybe we can watch that one because I've never seen that one. Watch that one. Okay. And then maybe I'll just watch the other one for fun, and we can talk about both on the We episode. can compare notes. Uh, before we end the episode, I do want to say that... Um, get a good look at this room. Get a good look at this room right now, my friend, because I just bought a house. Melissa and I got the keys today, meaning, and it's a four bedroom, three bath, and we're going to we're, we're gonna have a, our own studio space where we don't have to walk through my parents and say hi. It's it's yep. I've I've been hold I've been biting my tongue. I've been holding this from you because we just got the keys today. We got a lot to talk about. Let's end this fucking episode because I don't want it all on mic for your privacy. Oh uh, yeah, about the address and all that your, stuff. Your best person on set award. My best person on set award definitely goes to the directors. That's where mine goes as because, well. Because uh, let's let's get their names. Do you, do you have that open again? Eduardo and Daniel. Yeah, <laughs> let's just go with first names. Daniel uh, Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez. Shout out to them for really creating a. Uh, a very different genre of horror, of found footage horror that really inspired a bunch of... Oh, Cloverfield and... Paranormal Activity. And then all, all of the... Just like all those movies that are within FaceTime or whatever. Like uh, Yep, yep. I mean, the reason why people think it'd be fun to tell a long-form story, a movie on a Snapchat or on an Instagram story is because of shit like that. Yeah. Stuff like that. Have you seen Quarantine? Or Record? Is what it's called. Record. That's the one with what's his name? I don't know. I don't know. Probably well, not. Record is the one like where... I haven't seen it. Honestly, I haven't seen any of them. You might be interested in that. Are you a fan of zombie movies? I want to just talk about your new house, so let's just let's <laughs> just get this going. Okay, okay. Baddies. Uh, that's Well, that's our best person on set. I give yeah. this movie, uh, for what it is, a 3.5 out of 5. I was going to say 4, but 3.5 is a better better number four out of five like with everything that surrounds yeah, it for sure production for sure. and lore whatnot that shit so we'll out. give it a four out of five you know we got our best persons on set what else i mean it's been so long what else do we say that's, that's it. usually what we say then we plug ourselves watch the movie oh i'll plug myself tonight don't yeah. worry um, nice. my name is alejandro you can follow me at call underscore me jesus uh my name is christian you can follow me at christian has asthma follow the podcast at icbtb podcast check out our website icbtb.com and send us a message send us a message comments on the youtube uh on the youtube page we got some dude named peyton page that comments on every single episode saying i have to say this real quick because he says it every single time and he's not just spamming it he actually replies to he changes it up a little bit every single episode he says i would like one of you to cut the cheese and in parentheses fart on the podcast until it really until it stinks really really bad and he's been saying that for the past five or six episodes and then for this I last like one, it. Hey, buddy, if you're watching, if you do it for 100 episodes, I'll do it. 
He'll, Alejandro will probably do that in like you two comment, episodes. I mean, it's honestly happened before, but you comment on a hundred episodes. I'll do it just for you. What's his What's his handle? His handle, uh, his name is Peyton Page. Peyton Page. hundred episodes. I'll do it for you, buddy. Yeah. Um, and then the, his latest one was one day ago. And it said, please cut the cheese slash fart on the next episode of the podcast you record hey, until it stinks. Really, I hear really you. Bad. I hear you. 100 episodes. <laughs> I'll fucking do it. Uh, keep commenting. I'll keep bringing it up. Uh, fuck yeah, dude. And any other challenges, guys, comment. Maybe I'll do some other shit. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't want do anything. My body's a fucking amusement park. We've done worse. Let's get out of here. Goodbye. Bye.